0: hey you guys look today's episode of a from the web is a very special one today i want you to sit back and relax and listen to a sermon from a couple of months ago so i hope you enjoy and uh, i pray that this helps you in some way so let's go get it enjoy And that's Mark 4, verses 35 through 41. Amen. I'll be reading from the King James Version. Mark 4, verses 35 through 41. Mm -hmm. The scripture says, On the same day, and when the scripture says, "And on the same day, when evening had come, he said unto them, "Let us cross over to the other side." Mm-hmm. Now, when they had heard, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat. He was as he was, and the other little boats were also with him. Mm-hmm. And a great wind stormed. a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat. Mm -hmm. So it was already, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stream, he was in the stream, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him, and said unto him, Teacher, do you care not? Do you not care that we perish? Mm -hmm. And then he awoke and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, peace, be still. Right. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Mm-hmm. But he said unto, but he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Verse 41 says, and when they free, when they feared exceedingly, and said to one another, and they feared exceedingly, said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the seas obey him? Amen. The topic, subject, thought, or theme I would like to leave with you all on this morning is there will be peace after this storm. Once again, my topic on this morning is there will be peace after this storm. You know, as I was growing up and I grew up at Hope Missionary Baptist Church, I heard. Pastor Haney says so many times on so many occasions, and I used to not understand what he meant when he said it. He said you're either in one of three spots in your life. You're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or getting ready to go through a storm. One of these three things are about to happen in your life. So what that lets me know is that storms are inevitable inevitable they're gonna happen sooner or later if you haven't had any storms in your life just keep on living and i promise you that a storm is sure to come but as we look at this scripture text on this morning what i want us to take a look at and take a peek at is to understand how there will be peace after The storm. Now, I'm from the belief that you can't understand where you are going until first you understand where you have been. It's like taking a test. You can't take a test and only study one chapter of the book and expect to pass. So you got to go back and let me give you a brief synopsis or overview, if you will, of what happened to lead us into where we are right now. Now, the book of Mark is the second book of the four gospels, the New Testament gospels. It is believed to be the book of Mark is the shortest of the three Gospels that was ever written. We know how the Gospels go. Matthew, then Mark, Luke, and John. Now, the author of this book is none other than John Mark. Yes, this is the same Mark that accompanied Paul on his first missionary journey. Yes, this is the same Mark that is given credit for writing this book of Mark. Now, before we go any further, I want us to understand what is happening that led us to that fourth chapter, verses 35 through 41. Jesus has just finished teaching a multitude in Galilee. However, it was time for him to return to the shore. However, he didn't return to the shore. He just said to his disciples, let us cross over to the other side. I want us to pay attention to that. Let us cross over to the other side. Mm -hmm. I have three thoughts I want to leave with you this morning, then I'm out of your way. I'm not going to make you glad twice, glad to see me stand up and glad to see me sit down. Just give me a couple of minutes of your time and I'm going to be out of your way on this morning. My first thought on this morning is he was going to the other side. My second thought on this morning is he woke up. And my third and final thought on this morning is he rebuked the wind. And said to the sea, peace be still. Once again, my first thought on this morning is he was going to the other side. Let's look look at verses thirty five through thirty-six. Evening has this fell. And Jesus taking a look at his disciples, he said, Let us cross over to the other side. Now the disciples (laughs) missed something. That Jesus said in verse 35. Look at that second part of the 35th verse. He said, let us pass over to the other side. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but my Bible tells me that our God is a God that cannot lie. My Bible tells me that if he says it, then it must be done. Amen. So even in the midst of a storm, the disciples should have been happy because in verse 35, part B... He said, let us cross over to the other side. That was all the confirmation that they needed, that they was going to make it to their destination because he already gave them the confirmation. Let us cross over to the other side. Now, notice he didn't say it was going to be a peaceful journey. Notice he didn't say he wasn't going to go through your storms. He didn't say he wasn't going to have your struggles crowds, and tribulations, he didn't say people wasn't going to talk about you. He didn't say people wasn't going to turn their backs on you. But he said, let us cross over to the other side. Now, the Bible tells me that the disciples sailed off and went with him, And Jesus was in the back of the ship, which he had been teaching the people. They were teaching on the Sea of Galilee. Now, the Galilean Sea was known for its high winds. In verse 36, it see, we see that the crowds were left behind them mm-hmm. on other boats that followed. Mm-hmm. Look at verses 37 through 38. My second thought on this morning is he woke up. All right. Look at verses 37 and 38. Mm-hmm. A storm came. Yeah. He was traveling with his disciples well, who were seasoned fishermen. Right. Nevertheless, nevertheless, what, Reverend Glover? Nevertheless, when the winds picked up, they started panicking like they ain't never had a walk with Jesus in their life. Right. Yeah, right. Now, my Bible speaks, the Bible speaks on storms in other books as well. Right. If you don't believe me, look at Jonah, the first chapter, verses 1 through 4. Now, that tells me that Jonah was in the midst of a storm. Because of his disobedience to God. All right. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Jonah's in the midst of a storm because of his disobedience. All right. The disciples are being obedient and they're going through storms. Make that make sense. How can you go through a storm and you being obedient to what God has called you to do? But what that lets me know is that even when you are doing what God has called you to do, you're going to have to go through your struggles trials, and your tribulations. You're going to be down sometimes. You're going to feel like nobody understands you. You're going to feel like there's nowhere else for you to turn. But just ask the Lord to have a closer walk with him. Just ask him to keep your hands in his hands. And I promise you everything is going to be all right. Now, before we start judging these disciples, and before we start sticking our lizards' noses up in the air, acting like we would never All act right. like this in our life, right. act like we would never act like we don't know God, and like we would never act like we didn't have no relationship with God, when we go through the storms in our life, the first thing we do a lot of times is not pray to God. All right. All right. All right. We'll run the Facebook, we'll run the Instagram, we'll pick up the telephone, we'll run the Twitter, we'll run to all these other social media sites. But instead of putting our face in the book, we run to everywhere else trying to find a solution for our problem. Now, now as we look on in the scripture text... <laughs> they said lord kiss master kiss thou not that we perish. how can you be asleep when we in the storm the reason why jesus could be asleep is because he remembered what he told him in verse 35 let us cross over to the other side i promised y'all y'all gonna get the victory i promised y'all y'all was gonna make it to your destination i already told y'all everything was gonna be all right but just because y'all got this little faith, let me get up and let me show y'all who I am. But even though they acted like they didn't have a relationship with God, Come on. even though they panicked, I commend the disciples for something that they did. All right. They woke up the master. All right, all right. All right. Let me repeat that again. They woke up. The master. (laughs) They didn't call on their best friend. They didn't call on their spouse. They didn't call on anybody else. They just woke up. The master. And they said, master, we need your help at this time. Master, we can't make it on our own. Master, we need you right now. We need you to calm this storm. That brings my third thought on this morning. I told you I wouldn't be before you long on this morning. My third thought on this morning is He rebuked the wind and right. said to the sea, Peace right. be still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Now, I just told you that the disciples called on the name of the uh-huh. Lord. Right. But now I'm about to tell you that He answered. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. I just told you that they called on the Lord. All right. But now I'm about to tell you that God answered. Verse 39 tells us Jesus gets up. The wind didn't break him up. The storm didn't break him up. The cry of his children woke him up. The cry of his people that needed his help woke him up. Jesus began to question his disciples in verse 40. He said, why is it that you have little faith? Couldn't he say the same thing to us on this morning? Why is it that you have little faith? Why is it that you trust in everything else but me? You trust your finances, but you don't trust me. You trust your job, but you don't trust me. You trust your friends, but you don't trust me. You trust your spouse, but you don't trust me. You trust your technology, but you don't trust me. You trust your automobiles but you don't trust me. Oh, yeah. All these other things that I just named can fail you, but the one that you don't trust that can never fail you, right. you don't trust. The storm cannot disturb Jesus, right. but the unbelief of his disciples disturb him. Yeah, How is it that you've been walking with me every day? All right. All right. Yeah. You've been talking with me every day. You've been watching me do countless miracles time after time after time. Mm -hmm. And you have a relationship with me. And you actually think that I'm going to let you perish? When I told you in verse 35, let us cross over to the other side. That's why he said, why is it that you have no faith? faith. You see, we do the same thing. We believe that he has power in heaven and earth in his hands. But when the storms come in our life God, it, God I trust you To help other people when their storms come But I don't trust you when my storms come It's easy to say I love the Lord He heard my cry and he pitied my every groan As long as I live when troubles rise I'll hasten to his throne When things are going good in your life It's easy to say I love the Lord In my heart When you got money in your pocket, it's easy to say, I will trust in the Lord until the day that I die when there's no storms going on in your life. It's easy to say, Father, I stretch my hand to thee, no other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, where shall I go when you got food on your table? But can you say that same thing when the doctors have turned their back on you and said there ain't nothing else they can do for you? Mercy, mercy. Can you say that same thing when your job tells you that they shutting down and there ain't nothing you can do about it? Can you say that same thing when you don't have food on your table? Can you say that same thing when you start going through your storms in your life? Finally, let's look at verse 41 as I get ready to take my seat on this morning. The disciples lived with Jesus, but they did not know, see the power that was given to him by God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see they understood That Jesus had all power mm-hmm. But they just didn't understand How much power that he really had All right. Now, now As I look at this scripture As I said I told you That the disciples called on the Lord uh-huh. And then I went on and told you that he answered But I want you to know that Even today the same God That answered back then Is the same God that's answering today hey, So God. let me ask you a question Have you ever had to call on the name of Jesus, when you was going through your storms in your life, did you ever have to say, "Master, the tempest is raising, Have you ever had to say have you ever had to say that the, like the disciples said, "Master, the tempest is raising, the billows are tossing high, the sky is oversaddled with darkness, so no shelter, nor help." Is not. Have you ever had to call on the Lord when you had some storms in your life? I know I have. Did you ever call on the Master of the ocean, earth, and the skies? The disciples did. They said, cares thou not that we perish? How can thou sleep when we are in the midst of a storm? A grave, a grave, a grave, an angry deep Have you ever had to call on the name of the Lord? I know I have. Did you ever have to call on him and say, The Master of the ocean, sun, and the skies? I'm here to tell you that the winds, the waves, and the seas, they shall obey his will. And all he has to say is, peace, be still. So as I get ready to take my seat on this morning, goodbye, Mount Union Baptist Church. I hope you enjoy my message on this morning. But I want to leave you with a story as I take my seat on this morning. There was an older lady that went to church every Sunday morning. She went to church one Sunday morning and she began shouting and praising God for her brand new car. She said, Lord, I thank you for the car that you've given me. So she started shouting and praising God all over the church. But when we back, something happened. When she walked outside, she got on to a bus to head home. Right. So the next Sunday, she went back to church and she did the same thing. She said, Lord, I thank you for the brand new car that you have given me. But... Sir, I'm here to tell you, when she walked outside, she got onto to a bus to head home. The next Sunday, she did the same thing. She said, Lord, I thank you for the brand new car that she's given me. Well, service got good on that Sunday. And service went a little bit longer than what it normally went. And when she went outside, she ended up missing her bus. But as she got outside, she didn't get angry. She didn't get aggravated. She didn't get frustrated. She just sat down on the steps of the church and waited for the bus to come back again. Well, the pastor walked outside at that time, and he said, Lady, ma'am, I've noticed that you've been coming to church these last couple of Sundays. And you've been praising God for this brand new car that he's given you. And I noticed that every Sunday you're still getting on a bus to head home. He said, what is it that every Sunday you're still getting on a bus if God has given you a brand new car? The ladies just smiled at the pastor and she said, oh, pastor, it's simple. And I'll explain it to you. The pastor said, wait a minute, you don't have to. Let me see if I can guess. You you don't want to drive this car to this side of town because it is in a bad neighborhood. So you just figure that it's safer just to get onto a bus to head home. The pa- the lady looked at the pastor and she said, no, that's not it. So the, so the pastor said, wait a minute, I got it now. Somebody else is driving your car, so they drop you off to search, and then you got to take the bus to head home. The lady looked at the pastor and she said, no, pastor. That's not it. Well, the pastor said, hold on. I think I understand it now. You praising God for your new car, and you thought it was a brand new car, but you ended up getting a lemon. So now the car is more struggle than it's worth. So you're having to get it worked on. The lady looked at the pastor and said, no, that's not it. The pastor said, well, why is it? Sister, why is it that you're giving God praise for a brand new car when you don't have it? The lady said, well, it's simple, Pastor, and I'll explain it to you. You see, when my job relocated me here to this area, I didn't have a house to stay in. God ended up eventually providing me a house to stay in. It took him a while, but he ended up providing me a house. You see, after he provided me the house, I wasn't married for a couple of years I kept praying to God, and I gave God some praise, and eventually, he bought me a husband. It took him a while, but he bought me a husband. Then he said, and then, Pastor, my husband and I wanted to have kids, so I started praying to God and asking God to provide us with one cell. And God blew our minds and not only provided us with one, but he gave us two. So I just kept praising God in the midst of that situation. Well, about that time, the bus comes back around to pick her up and she starts smelling and she started shouting. She says, so pastor, the reason why I'm praising God for this brand new car is because I'm just crazy enough to believe if God provided me a new house, if he provided me with my husband, if he provided me with my children and it took him a while for that, I'm just crazy enough to believe that he's going to provide me with a brand new vehicle. So it's anybody here on this morning that's going to give God praise even in the midst of your storm? Is there anybody here that's going to say, devil, you can have all the rest of this stuff. You can have my money. You can have my clothes. You can have my cars. You can have all these fancy things that this world can provide. But all you can't have is my praise. And I'm going to give God praise even in the midst of my storm. I'm a to praise because he woke me up this morning. Isn't he good on this morning? I'm a to praise because he started me on my way. I'm a to praise because he picked me up. He turned me around and he placed my feet back on the solid ground. So as I take my seat on this morning, Mount Union, thank you and may God bless you. But I just wanna remind you that there will be praise after this storm. Thank you for supporting Rev JHG3 Ministry. Whether it be PRL, Real Talk Monday, Godly View, or one of our many podcasts, your support is greatly appreciated. If you would like to be a blessing to us, you can cash up dollar sign Rev JHG3 Ministry. If you would like to inquire about booking, you can email us at revjhg3ministry at gmail.com. We thank you and have a blessed day.